Welcome to episode 19. How can I manage my thoughts? I have a daily battle with thoughts. I think we all do. Well, let's start there. Okay. Because I've mulled over these thoughts that actually nothing's happened. I'm just catastrophizing in my head. Our thoughts are either rooted in fear or faith. You don't run away from thoughts. Mm. If, if anything, actually, you, you run to them and you manage them. Mm. I would phone my parents every day and say to them, I think I'm going to die. Um, because it was so real, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> this is not supposed to happen on a podcast. Welcome to episode 19 of The Winning Life. My name is Gareth Morgan. I'm Leanne Morgan. And we are hosting a conversation that we believe will help unlock your potential to deliver your purpose to the world, to create a plan that sees the immeasurably more that is in you come to a reality. And that is exciting, Leanne, isn't it? That does sound very, very exciting. We are enthusiastic today. We We, are. We are excited (laughs) and we are ready to talk about this subject today. Because this subject that we're going to go on to, I think, is possibly one of the most important subjects that we will Mm. look at and probably one of the most life-defining subjects. I agree. So before we go into the actual uh, question itself, Mm -hmm. let me ask you something. Um, Have you ever had an idea for something and then that idea just never worked? Like, can you think of something where you had this idea, maybe it was in your sleep, maybe it was while you were, I don't know, in the shower where all good ideas happen. (laughs) Have you ever had an idea for something that just then, in your mind, it was like brilliant, but then just did not work? I mean, I'm sure there has been um, many things like that. Mine are usually around things like like DIY things or like home improvement things. Like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And then I get the stuff and I'm like, didn't quite work out as I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, I definitely, and I'm sure there's more over the over the years that have happened because I think it always in your mind, it's a lot clearer or it's it, the expectation is higher. Oh, it's going to look like this. And then in reality, I go, oh, you know, that, that didn't happen quite as I thought it was going to be. Um, so, yeah. And then what about an idea that did work? Have you got, what's, let, think of your most recent success of an idea. So like you just said, so let's, let's stick on that subject because DIY, yeah. you love, you love I making like, environments. Yeah, and home improvement homely, things like and, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so some the things that have gone wrong, obviously you've just said, mm. you know, you have an idea doesn't happen or doesn't yeah. doesn't turn out the way that you thought or maybe it was inspired by something on social media or something but what has gone right I like I do like have um I to have an idea of, of how something will look and I'm always really happy when even in the middle of that project it's beginning to turn out or even better than I had thought so for instance recently we we renovated kind of one of the rooms in our center and I had it just a picture in my mind of what it would look like had kind of ideas didn't spend that long because in my head it was like this glorious technicolor massive plan anyway just began to kind of work it through and it was much better than I'd imagined but actually weirdly it is funny when you're seeing in reality what you've thought in your mind that is that is weird 
but nice weird. Nice weird. Yeah, and also like decorating. I always at home I have ideas and painted the hallway that a little bit recently. And in my mind, I was like, mm, is this going to work doing the paint this way? But it did. And it, yeah. So. And and on that journey, have there been moments when you started out and it was a great idea, and then just part way in, it was like, mm, not sure this oh, was a every good idea. Time. But you <laughs> but you kept on going, and it ended up turning out good yeah there's always particularly if you know if you're in into kind of like painting or home improvement or decoration or that kind of thing which i'm not which you're not but i do like to do although i haven't done any re that recently um but it's always because it's so much effort you kind of halfway through and you really you look how far you've come it's too far to turn back you've got to push through and you're just like <laughs> and i always say something to you don't i like just remind me to never do this again. Which I do, but you ignore. Well, yeah, because the result is always great. So go back. So the reason I mentioned that is because I was talking about ideas mm. and ideas that work and ideas that don't work yeah. or ideas that appear to not be working, but then because you stick with them, they actually mm. do end up working. And sometimes even better than you could have imagined. But I was thinking about this. How powerful are ideas? Yeah. How powerful everything everything that we they have are. in life, even even right now, what we're doing, broadcasting <clears throat> over the internet, started off as an idea. Oh, my brain can't wrap around that at all. That's that's a huge idea. Like, how is that even happening? It's happening. <laughs> we don't need to know how it's happening. I just push <laughs> the buttons and it happens, but I don't know how it happens. But even, even just the, the everything around us now in this room, mm. all that's benefiting our mission that's helping yeah. you, hopefully, with what we're producing. It all started with an idea. Mm. But, you know, an idea at its core is a thought. Yes. And that leads to today's subject matter. And the reason I kind of went that route into the subject matter is because when you hear the question that we're dealing with, we can sometimes immediately start off from a negative, negative. place. Yeah. But it, it, and it absolutely includes negativity and yep. how we process that but the question is how can i manage mm. my thoughts how can i manage my thoughts so thoughts that are constructive mm -hmm. thoughts that are destructive they're both okay so we were just talking about some constructive thoughts but then there of course are negative thoughts so if leanne constructive thoughts you know, like ideas to produce, yeah. to create, you know, that's the, on the positive side. What's been your experience of the negative side? And of course, we've all got stories to tell of, of this. Yeah. I mean, we could uh, talk about my, uh, I have a daily battle with thoughts. I think we all do. Well, let's start thoughts. there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like how we just made ourselves comfortable there. Like, tell me your yeah. negative T thoughts. Tell me. Um, but I should have a couch. <laughs> it is. It's a daily battle from the minute I wake up. There's a chatter inside of my head, a conversation um, that's not, I've got to say, probably the majority of the time it isn't a positive topic or isn't a positive kind of feeling to it it will be what I'm worried about what I've got to do you know when whatever and and it, it's uh it's always negative because it's out of worry or anxiety or fear or you know trepidation or whatever it might be you know um it's usually processing what happened yesterday and, and I've got to sort that out today so it's my thoughts if I don't 
kind of come down on them hard every mo- every morning that could set a really negative trajectory for the day for me and has done um, on numerous occasions because I'm my thoughts are so strong sometimes they are stronger than reality so what I think isn't always true but it is so strong it will shape actually what happens and yeah and sometimes I've like even in the shower or process and I'm having a conversation and by the end of it I'm so worked up and cross or frustrated Mm. or sad because I've mulled over these thoughts that actually nothing's happened I'm just catastrophizing in my head what a good word that is a good word everything is going to end in a catastrophe and rather than going god you know this is over to you so it's by somehow mulling over those thoughts it's like i'm trying to get some control over them now going back kind of three years ago four years ago nearly is it no no three and a half years ago um hit a really bad situation with thoughts and allowed the negative and i'm not just talking a little bit of kind of bad thinking serious negative thoughts and catastrophizing which led to a complete mental shutdown really but that was because I was just dwelling on thoughts um, as if they were real as if my thoughts were real reports of what was happening Mm. but they weren't they were just my brain going into absolute haywire wow so it's quite interesting, if, just a few things that you've said there that I'll pick up on because I think it's really mm. helpful for us to process and for everybody to kind of just have a look at this. Um, our thoughts are either rooted in fear or faith. Yeah. And when I talk about faith, I'm talking about the sense of certainty and confidence. And of course, you know, where your faith is placed then mm. is a bigger question. And then fear which is, you know, if, if our thoughts are rooted in fear, then just like, uh, you know, if you plant an apple seed, it will produce apples. If you pr- plant an orange seed, you'll produce oranges. You know, if we plant a, f- a fear-based thought, it will produce, you know, a destructive mm. outcome. If we place, uh, so a, a faith-based thought, it will produce kind of positive fruit. Yeah. So I think that's a really important distinction that you just highlighted which is why again just before we go on to how can i manage my thoughts the question why should i manage my Mm. thoughts is so important because you just said and i absolutely believe it to be true that actually our thoughts end up being more powerful in our lives and actually in shaping other people's lives at times than reality itself Mm, definitely the reality you know three and a half years ago the stuff that I was thinking wasn't happening but in my head it was real so then that's how my thoughts became so powerful they were literally driving everything um to the point of it affected weight loss dramatic weight loss illness I actually thought myself into sickness um yeah like relying on certain medications it was it, your brain is far more powerful than you imagine, which is a good thing, but also something we have to manage. Because if the the kind of opposite is is happening, where there is faith leading the thoughts, the possibilities are endless. It is 
exciting. So the upside is it's, on this subject is huge. It's the incredible. Downside is, is, the downside is, is also huge. Yeah. Um, I think the good thing is is that there's always a way out, and we'll obviously talk about that. Um, but it's it's about learning to have that conversation with yourself to go right. You you need to not think about this anymore. I remember in that time somebody I can't remember who it was said to me. I allow myself like one or two minutes to to get those thoughts out, and then that's it. You 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 just go. No, that's that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm thinking about, and that is it. You do not worry past this point. So rather than just kind of going, ah, oh, no, ignore that it's there. Face the reality. These are the things that I'm thinking about right now, and they're they're scaring me or making me afraid or worried. But that's it now. We don't give them any more airtime in my mind. So ignoring thoughts isn't an option. And I'm no. pretty sure that anybody that's clicked on this episode because you saw the title mm-hmm. or the question, uh, you clicked on it because you recognise actually it is important. So I think we're at least at that baseline that managing my thought life yeah. is very important. But I think I would say probably the majority of the people or majority of people that I come into contact with that I speak to don't necessarily have a strategy in place to do this. No. So they recognize its importance. They <coughs> recognize the impact of the upside and the downside of of thoughts, which produce ideas. Um, but there's no strategy in mm. in place. And therefore, if there's no strategy, it can be haphazard whether people are managing it or not. And of course, if we don't manage our thoughts, our thoughts manage us. They'll rule everything if you're not careful. They will literally rule everything and it it's hard because it's the one place you cannot escape from yeah because it's not a physical place you can run from it uh, you cannot escape from it so you have to be in control and have to manage it absolutely in fact just as you saying that there's just a, a light-hearted thought came to mind i remember when i was a kid and i used to wind up my sisters and did you I, I can't imagine that. I, had three si- <laughs> I, I have three sisters and I uh, wound them up and then they would end up chasing me. I always remember <laughs> I have this vivid memory of being chased by with uh, by by my sisters with, with snooker cues <laughs> <laughs> and and literally being chased oh and, and then they, them chasing it and cornering me. And like literally, I locked myself in the bathroom. What are they going to do? And Beat was, you with them? I, I'm not sure. Well, I, or, or, or pot me because there were <laughs> snooker cues. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, wow. and I just remember, you know, like running away, like avoiding them at all costs and to the point where I w- think I wet myself. Um, <laughs> but I was young. I was, I think, about 18 at the time. No, I wasn't. I was about, <laughs> I was about six, I think, like, something like that. But again, oh, I was just yeah. thinking about that in terms of, you know, uh, thoughts are stimulated, mm. you know. So just like I would wind up my, my sisters, you know, Thoughts are generated by some stimulus, mm. um, either something that we've we've d- chosen to do or something that's happening around us, and it will stimulate, trigger a thought. Yeah. Um, and what I was doing in that instance is I was running away, and and that led to me wetting myself. Um, <laughs> but what we're saying here is that you don't run away from thoughts. Mm. If if anything, actually, you you run to them and you manage them. Mm. You learn to rule them rather than be ruled buy them in every episode of the winning life podcast you will hear gareth and leanne talk about the importance of getting a plan for your personal and professional life that's why they have developed the mvp plan when you develop your mvp plan surprising opportunities and uncommon results follow 
The MVP plan provides you with a clear structure to begin to see how your goals can turn into reality. Starting out with setting the goals, highlighting milestones and planning individual tasks, you'll begin to see how the MVP plan is key to experiencing the results you've always wanted to have in order to make an impact in this world. Visit thewinninglife.tv today to get access to your plan and the steps on how to use it. And there's a psalm in Psalm 139, verse 3. And in the last episode, we, we touched on the fact that psalms are brilliant. They're brutal, yeah. uh, brutally honest reflections of humanity. And uh, as humans, our conversation with the the divine, with God, our creator, and sometimes our complaints our, our, our of not knowing why something is happening mm. uh, or why am I thinking this? And then kind of the, the, almost then the response of, you know, what what does God say about this? And and I think it was David who said this. He said, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Now, David, no, every, everyone I think in the Bible, apart from Jesus, messed up. Mm. You know, so great. We can all identify the Bible yeah. is not this representation of of, of 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 when I say saints, I mean saints as in like perfect, perfect people. people that yeah. we cannot attain to that level. They are real people, but um, David was arguably one of the most successful people in terms of an example of somebody who would, would follow God and would make an impact. And of course, he became king mm. and ruler <clears> and one <throat> of Israel's most celebrated kings, even to this day. Yeah. Even people who, who are uh, not Christians but of the the Jewish faith or even just Israel's history would recognize that. And why was he so successful? Well, because he learned how to process his internal world. Mm. He didn't hide from it. He didn't have this, again, as sometimes, as men particularly, I think women are more open to processing their internal world. Men are a bit more like, well, you know, it's all about the exterior and kind of how I'm being perceived. But David was so authentic. He was so um, open and would process what is in his heart. Yeah. And when... The Bible talks about the heart. It's it's not talking about this heart in our chest. It's talking about the subconscious mind, the deep part of who we are, which, of course, again, is the source of our thoughts. Yeah. So, Leanne, just coming back to kind of again your journey, because I think whilst we both can speak to this, I do think, you know, your journey is, is a really powerful story of this. When David says, search me, God, and know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts, how do you view that verse in the light of the fact that we just don't feel like doing that? We don't want to face those thoughts. We'd rather run from them than rather run to them. Like, how did you apply that verse or that principle during that time? Um, it's interesting because when you are in that depth of, of thought you feel very very alone because what those thoughts do is they isolate you from everyone around you and so for for a long period of time felt very um lonely in my thoughts because you can't see into my head nobody yeah, else surrounded can see. by family oh, and so much attention support, during that time huge support which i'm eternally grateful for because i could not function barely get in the shower let alone anything else so to to have the support was incredible however 
you feel so trapped um unless you've been there it's it's very very hard to describe that kind of um that feeling of being locked in in your mind and so to feel isolated and alone actually that those verses inviting god into it at first it's it's terrifying because you well for a start i even questioned god i got angry with god there was a whole process there that i had to go through you know how dare god allow me to go through this why didn't he just you know lift me up out of it why is he allowing me to to go through this anxiety etc then when i got over that um and worked through that i then invited god to help me with my thoughts so I which think, wasn't an overnight process oh by the gosh, way because that sounded once. in that moment no. you were just saying it was like a oh then an hour later i got over it no that was a that was, was a prolonged it was period. months yeah. of uh, weeks and months of working through and even now i have to um manage that uh, uh on a on a much um bigger scale than i probably did before so so that whereas at first i was angry and cross and felt alone actually inviting god to come and help me with those thoughts was was really really what changed it in fact a, a few months ago i was um looking through which is why it's another good uh, idea to keep a journal or to keep kind of yeah we're going to come on to this the strategy yeah, yeah absolutely because i was able to look back mm. a little while ago to three years exactly to the day and i was sat in the same place three years to the day which is very very strange wow. when i wrote those things wow. and seeing what a mess my mind was in but seeing the process of just writing down stuff to allow god to come in and change and some of the stuff that i said i wanted to do i'm now doing the things that I thought I'd never do again, I am, you know, and it, that's where it's that process. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. You're inviting God into your mess and saying, come and, come and help me here. Now, that's an important point just to press pause on because, and again, you know, we, we do this, this, this podcast, this uh, conversation is to, for anybody, people of faith, no faith, uh, just to be part of, because we're talking about everyday challenges, mm. everyday opportunities everyday growth points <clears throat> and the reality is you know people can help us with our thoughts processing thoughts you know yeah. and, and i did have help from counselors from family members christian friends had tons of help and all brilliant stuff and so that and and, and we are 100% advocates of that, surrounding yourself with yeah. the right voices and, and it, it actually probably more importantly with the right ears <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, because yeah. it's more about Listening. allowing people to uh, to to process those thoughts out loud without somebody trying to fix and to try and you know, remedy mm. those thoughts. Yeah. So huge advocates of that, and that is a key piece of managing our thoughts. But what you mentioned there, when you are, and again, I've got to say, I've not been in this position, so that's why I'm asking you to speak mm. on it. But when you're uh, in that prison and surrounded by loving people, but inside alone in an isolated cell. Yeah. In that moment, the <coughs> only person that can step in is spiritual. They have Definitely. to be spiritual because it's your heart. It's your the part of you that is spirit. So you uh, another human can't step into the spirit only spirit can step into spirit okay yeah. and again without going down a rabbit trail here that can go two ways um but we're talking about 
God who is yeah. love and God who is light and God who is joy and hope. So God steps in, but only when invited in. Absolutely. So there's um, numerous times where I probably cried out to God like God help me but I wasn't really asking him to come and help me I was probably just out of like I wanted to be just out of it I just wanted an exit out of the situation I wasn't really saying God can we we work this through with me I was just like God get me out of this um and because I didn't just instantly feel better that's when I then said were you are you even listening you know are you even there do you even care are you even real all things that I have said sorry to God for since and you know uh, but God understands he's not, you know, the things that we say and feel he's not offended by, He, you know, he hurts when we hurt. So, um, but then that was a different prayer of saying, God, please, can you help me sort this out? Mm. And there's a responsibility that's ours, which is to work on things. And then God's responsibility is to bring the fruit. Yeah. So we have to do the groundwork. He allows the the results to happen. And it was only as I went into the groundwork of applying my absolute shed of a brain and a mind to looking unpacking stuff and and you you must have got frustrated with me over time. It's just it's almost like you almost get it and then you don't you back to it's like two steps forward, one step back the whole way. It wasn't like a nice straight progression and and over this you know a 10 10 week plan and you're back to normal it wasn't like that again my imagination came up with an example of what it was like <laughs> oh dear you know the what's that thing what's that um that activity in i'm a celebrity get me out of here right at the end oh. when they're running up the mount, mountain is it a mountain or they call no, it something mountain or you know the one i mean the very final where they they've got water yeah, well, it's a slight incline. It. It's, it's a slight, slight incline. incline. They're trying to make their way across. There's wind machines yeah, blowing them off. Everyone loves that. I can't remember what it's called. Somebody yeah, somebody let us know in the know. comment section, it's please. The final, it's the final part, and they all want to get to that. They all want to, to, to that. get to that. Yeah, because it, it's, it looks, loads of fun as well, but, but there's everything's water, against them. 100%. There's water. There's these huge balls like that are flying across. And it's just constant obstacles thrown at but them. But that's what it was like. Because, like, you could make your way three quarters up, and then literally... One ball, boosh, slide all the way back down. That is a brilliant analogy because that's exactly... And you have... It's like doing that, like them on no food. It's like, I'm locked in my thoughts. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all starving because they've been living on rice and beans. And essentially, when you're like that in your mind, you you also are starved mm. mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And for me, it was physically as well because I wasn't eating. So you're, everything is very, very weak and you're still trying to compete this course i yeah. need to find out what it's called um, yeah, we do. But, it's, but it's exactly that's exactly what it's like so um yeah you have to you have to keep going and work but then god brings the result that's the amazing thing we can't manufacture that or manipulate that mm. we have to go to work and persevere and he brings the result so interesting you just said and we're going to come on to the, land mm -hmm. on the very practical here of how do i get a strategy together or what strategy could i adopt and try um in to manage my thoughts but interestingly enough, you said in the moment, uh, and w what we're saying is managing my thoughts is not how can I get them taken away. Mm. Actually, you know, when you cried out in prayer, you know, essentially God take them away. He didn't answer that prayer. And there's a reason yeah. because actually he doesn't want to take necessarily take them away. He wants to take us through. Mm. 
Mm. He wants to take us through because actually it's when we persevere through the challenge that the growth happens. Yeah. And again, I can obviously say this from my vantage point. Had God answered your prayer of get me out of here, mm. then you would have not been developed to the level at which you are now. And we're all always on that journey, but yeah. you, well, I, we certainly wouldn't be doing this right now. No. And so, you know, because your perception of yourself was was almost, that process almost had to kill off the old version mm. in order for the new version to come through. It is death. It, and and it, feel, it, it felt like death for you. It was, we were observing quite literally almost like a death of, mm. a, of a person to some extent in terms of the way that they thought. Yeah. But actually... With the absolute belief that on the end of this, again, if we process this correctly and from our point of view, it starts at the spiritual and then out to the practical, physical, and then who we surround ourselves with, then amazing things will come out of it. So let's go to the practical now. So you mentioned journaling. Mm. Um, What can somebody do? And um, and again, the, the differentiator here is that we're not even just saying do this when you start getting bad thoughts. This is actually, because remember, thoughts are both, there's a high upside and a, yeah. and, a, and a low downside. So actually, we want to actively be managing our thoughts daily. In other words, we want yeah. a rhythm, not just a reaction. So what can, from your experience, what can people do to adopt a, a process, a strategy where those thoughts are being managed so we can actually unlock their potential? They, they probably started from just writing down everything that I felt that I um, was struggling with. And it's simple as that to begin with, if that's all you can manage. And this is how I feel. Well, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm most afraid of. This is what I'm processing. This is what's destroying me. This is what, you know, all of those things. So you're kind of asking yourself those questions. Yeah. And some, what am I thinking? Yeah. What, and I sometimes I, which is another whole thing, but I would be afraid to write it on the paper in case it became reality. So because those my thoughts were so dark um, and uh, anxious, I was afraid to write them out. What if like they become it was it that's become just superstitious, how, superstitious, which is rooted in fear, and I'm worried that somehow you know, um, yeah, evil forces would see it and make that happen. Just ridiculous stuff that would come into my mind, and I'd be afraid. So I had to break that and write it out and say and make that almost like a prayer. And then I would also. Uh, balance that with listening to to stuff that would edify me by that I mean would literally feed the my spirit so I would listen to podcasts I would listen to messages that would be specific on those particular areas and you know what's really interesting I I I subscribed I've just unsubscribed to a lot of them only recently to a whole heap of podcasts on anxiety now and they were not probably none of them were kind of spiritual christian at all they were just people who were uh, kind of experts etc and so there was some good stuff but honestly they dealt with the symptoms they never dealt with the root problem because they can't because it's it's spirit now i am not saying don't listen to those things i did and some things were helpful but i found like i was just going round in a circle constantly examining my thoughts but not actually dealing with sorting out the nitty-gritty like pulling the leaves off a weed yeah it's like not actually getting to the root no exactly it's like constantly taking cowpole for a or paracetamol for a a temperature but not getting to what actually Mm. is the infection behind it and 
treating it with antibiotics. So the antibiotic for me was like, actually, no, I need to go and feed my spirit and allow that to filter through. And that's a harder process, honestly, because you feel like you're not sorting out the problem. But anyway, I did that and I started to write down what I really felt and some key things that people said and that you said and you helped me. Then it was about getting a vision. So looking forward, that was my fear. This is difficult for me to talk about, actually, even mention it, but I would phone my parents every day and say to them, I think I'm going to die. Um, because it was so real, I felt like I was going to die. So for me, it was like you would oh, <laughs> you would help me look up the future. <laughs> this is not supposed to happen on a podcast. <laughs> um, and write down... What are we going to do when I'm 60? What am I going to do when I'm 70, when I'm 80, when I'm 90 even? And that was helpful because it got me out of the rut of I'm going to die and got me thinking about there was a future. And then after that, I moved on from that to, sorry, um, moved on to looking at actually, I made a commitment that there would be two things I would write in my journal every night. And I stopped doing this after a while because you you change the way you journal and, and you adapt it. But I would write one thing that I'm going to do tomorrow because it was that, like it would be I'm going to eat dinner. It was that big. I'm going to do this and I believe believing God is going to do this. So it was like my work and what I'm having faith for. Honestly, 50% of the time, God didn't do the things that I said he was going to do because God's not a robot or a genie in a lamp. You know, if I do this, yeah. you do this. But what it did is it raised my level of faith and expectation. So but I probably 80 to 90% of the time did stick to, I'm going to do this. It would be like, I'm going to eat dinner or I'm going to do something with the children or I'm going to clean the house or I'm going to, you know, it was like practical things. Um, and God, you're going to help me and I'm not going to have this pain or, you know, mm. whatever. And it was kind of this this thing that I went hand in hand with God. And then I'd, then it progressed into walking. And I walked an awful lot. That's probably what contributed to the weight loss. I went walking and I would listen to the Bible and talk and pray. And I would go out one night early every morning and it became part of a routine. So I think it develops as it goes on. But it's just this this process of inviting God into the spiritual rather than just tackling my thoughts actually yeah. what is behind this and honestly they're still there sometimes that's it isn't like they vanish it isn't like oh done that right tick move on new new thing i think sometimes when there's a weakness there it's there for a reason but like paul teaches us that it's actually in in that weakness that's where we're strong because yeah. that is where god comes in that's where his his strength is made perfect in my weakness so in those moments when I feel like those thoughts are coming back, I have to go back to my spirit, right? What am I believing that's wrong? What have I got to realign myself to? Yeah, and I think that's amazing and, and so real and raw. Uh, and the, the truth is that thoughts are powerful. And if you think about it this way, and I know we've, we, we're running out of time here, but <coughs> again, if, if we believe that there is um, a battle between good and evil, mm. which of course we do, and I think most people would believe that, even that don't necessarily put any kind of figurehead on yeah, on yeah. on who those who's behind that. Um, if your thoughts have the power to create something like an idea that is that is going to truly bring about something positive, transformative, mm. impactful, then there is an opposing force who wants to turn that power in on 
you. It's almost like a gun. It's like a gun is powerful and obviously can fire out. Mm. Um, but it's almost like if an enemy can get you to turn that gun in on yourself. Yeah. So to take that, and I know a gun isn't necessarily a great analogy, but, no, but it's, it's, a, it's about pa- directed yeah. power. If an enemy can get you to, to redirect that power in a, in and on yourself, mm. then it will to destroy, destroy. that same power, yeah. just simply misdirected, yeah. misdirected power. <clears throat> and what I love about what you said there, and I think the strategy here and journaling is one of it, part of it, asking yourself those questions. One of the things that I do as well is kind of, and I've helped other people to do is with a, a, maybe a book or a journal in front of you on one side. Okay. What's the fear? what's you know really unpack that fear don't hide it expose it Mm. put it on the paper create distance between you and it so that you're observing it and then on the right side put faith okay what is it i know to be true what is it i believe to be true and that's what you were doing even about just literally i'm going to do this and then this is going to happen and you you were almost you you were saying okay this is what i'm asking this is what i'm believing and i'm 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 leaving no room for doubt mm. that that's going to take place yeah um and so again james finish off with this verse james 1 6 to 7 says when you ask you must believe and do not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea mm. blown and tossed by the wind and you can only take so much on a boat being tossed around yeah. by the wind and we've been on boats where that's been happening and people throwing up over the side yeah that was not nice <laughs> it was not nice but that's what happens we become unstable yeah and we don't we don't get what we expect because actually we've not stuck to that mm. certain belief that faith and of course yeah. ultimately it's in the one who can deliver that and yeah. so you know i really hope that this episode has started to help you understand the necessity for creating a strategy for managing your thoughts again let's stay in the conversation like leanne said this isn't a even just listening to this and then everything gets sorted it's a process but it's because at the root of this is a powerful tool for good Mm. that god has given to us to create to contribute to impact to influence uh, and so, you know, we really need to keep feeding into this. So thank you, Leanne, for being honest and raw. And this episode should be sponsored by some <laughs> form of tissue. Kleenex <laughs> or whatever. So other brands are available. <laughs> so from me, Gareth Morgan. And me, Leanne Morgan. You take care and we will see you next time. We hope that you enjoyed that episode. And if you enjoyed it, please go and subscribe over on all of our channels on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and not forgetting your favorite podcast platform. And if you head over to thewinninglife.tv, you'll be able to find all the resources available to you. Gareth has written several books, which will help you on your discovery to building stronger and better lives. Come and join us for the next episode.